Oh, yeah. Because I have a very good brain. Children do learn. This is a house of learned doctors. I took a speed reading course, and not to brag, but my speed shot up to 43 pages a minute. <laughs> comprehension plummeted very important uh, i have many leather bound books i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i'm pissed mm-hmm. i am royally pissed i'm not gonna have pepsi with baby flavoring in it i mean what the hell have we become excuse me hello randy mr lee randy 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 are we having fun yet yeah come on What's up, buddy? Yellow everything this time, you know what I'm talking about? Yellow rims, yellow big booty, yellow bones, <laughs> yellow rounds. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 42 of the Reading Rain Bros. I am your host, Jonathan Jamarcus Slade, and of course, as always, Michael Silleri Babo. What up? What up? It is uh this was a this was a book that I had uh, purchased, not actually thinking, I thought I would read it myself, but then, um, talking about Bo, I said, maybe we should just do this one for, for the bros. And, uh, this book is called power play Tesla, Elon Musk, and the bet of the century. And it is by the wall street journal tech and auto reporter, Tim Higgins. And, um, as always, I think the show always does a lot better when I let Bobo do the little intro, uh, of the book. So Bobo, why don't you, uh, take it away as always. Yeah, so this book was a very well-written story, uh, a story that is still being written technically about Tesla, and the electric car manufacturer. I don't know if you've heard of them, um, <laughs> but it's definitely the story of a company that has overcome immense obstacles and has been on the brink of failure multiple times, um, but it always seems to... Uh, continue to exceed expectations, even though if you compare them to other uh, traditional car makers that they shouldn't be valued to the tune of, you know, $1 trillion like they are today, which is more than GM, Ford, Toyota, all the other ones, all the big ones combined. Um, But you really wouldn't have the story of Tesla without telling the story of Elon Musk. So, Musk is a visionary and he is someone that made Tesla what it is today. And he is very eccentric. He is very uh, sporadic, but he is very kind of honed into uh, capitalizing on the future of driving, which he seems to think probably correctly that it will be all electric and he wants to be the leader in that. So, you know, when he's not uh, acquiring uh, uh, flailing uh, solar companies, he's <laughs> launching rockets in the space. Um, so, yeah, you wouldn't really have the success story that is Tesla, if you want to call it a success story, without Elon Musk and his just uh, extreme will to push the company um, on the brink and beyond the brink and then always kind of overcoming obstacles and just, you know, from the very beginning, how they went from kind of slapping together the roadster to, 
you know, all the, 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 the sedan to the, the SUV and trying to make the electric vehicle for the everyday family, everyday person. And, you know, they really have, have done a great job, but they've also, um, really kind of, uh, pushed the limits in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, working with, uh, against like the, the dealership model in places like Texas and, and elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, Elon definitely <laughs> got the company to where it was today, but it also almost destroyed the company. And there are a lot <laughs> of interesting tidbits on, you know, how he's, you know, grappled with the SEC and how he's gone a little crazy on Twitter, which <laughs> probably shouldn't have. But I mean, Tesla has really pioneered the electric car and is, you know, the leader by far in the industry, but uh, it, it still has a long way to go before becoming mainstream. But Tesla is very well positioned to be the leader of that electric car driving future. But mm-hmm. um, the, the this story was really well told uh, by the by Higgins, the author, and really from the beginning to up until, you know, 2021, essentially, and uh, really, really enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, it's a uh, it is. It's funny, because if you do a little bit of reading um, the backstory of this story, you know, Elon was you know, he, Tim, Tim had some conversations with Elon throughout the writing of this book. And then Elon and some other people said that like many of the stories in this book are exaggerated or like pretty much didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, well, it's so well written that like, maybe he's kind of making composite stories, but I mean, in some of the lawsuits that have come out against him, like, I think some of the stories are actually real, but maybe just told in a different way. But I would say like it's very believable given Elon's pretty much manic state all the time. Like he pretty much operates in a manic mode um, constantly. So you can you know you can see his you know just randomly firing people or randomly pivoting or literally building the car like the second before it goes on stage at a car at a show where they're gonna like all the new investors are gonna like put down their. $50,000 deposits. Um, Tesla is a perfect example of building the car as it's driving down the road or building the plane as it's flying, <laughs> like right. literally like panels being put together at the very last second before a like crash test, like just you would never do it that way. And like, for example, just as Bobo was saying, like the traditional car companies, like the German companies would drive the car 6 million miles and then do two different winters and Elon and the crew would did it 500,000 miles and just said, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good testing. So like nothing was followed in terms of like what the more prestigious older traditional companies would do mm-hmm. um, to get this going. But what's interesting that most people don't know is that Elon didn't create Tesla or as right. it used to be called Tesla motors. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the invest biggest investor of it after he left PayPal. And he essentially just used his, I don't know, willpower and um, getting the right people on the board to push the original owners out. I think it was Eberhardt was one of the original creators and he, he burned a massive amount of bridges. I mean, if, if it was any normal businessman, he would not have survived because he just, he burned all the original bridges. He worked people to death. He fired people unceremoniously um, you know, just a true performance leader in the sense that he didn't care about culture. He didn't care about people. 
having a good time, liking him, just relentless. 2 a.m. emails, 3 a.m. firings, uh, people getting on planes the next day that just, you know, people on vacation calling them like, you know, not a, not a like pillar of like what a good boss would be at all. I mean, what kind of stuff, Bobo, did you see? Like, I don't think you'd really want to work for an Elon. No, I think, yeah, it's really funny kind of uh, reading how, uh, you know, people working at the company would talk with Elon's assistant to try to gauge his, you know, mood for the day and how people tried to just kind of fly under the radar because once you have Elon's attention, then he just goes after you and is like 100% focused on that. Um, So it's, yeah, it's uh, not a not a great work culture, but it's been successful. And sometimes you have to have a real hard charging CEO to get a company to where it, it needs to be. And so there, there was an interesting kind of side story about how the, uh, you know, they kind of tried to unionize the Fremont manufacturing facility and, and then they went after the, the union organizers trying to get that going. And as a result that, you know, Tesla's moved or is starting to move their manufacturing operations out of California over to Texas. And, you know, they built a big uh, battery factory in Reno, which is a massive like four or five million square foot building uh, where they've really pioneered the battery technology to, you know, make this, you know, cut the cost down and working with Panasonic on all that. But <clears throat> yeah, it's uh the, the really nerve wracking thing from a business standpoint is that Elon would promise things that people in the trenches and in the factory knew was not possible, yet Elon continued to promise things with very unrealistic deadlines. And, um, you know, I think that I think that's what you have to do for a company like this. You have to really kind of build, you know, build for the future and really kind of you know, promise things, even though you continue to not meet deadlines and struggle to, you know, meet production targets and all that. And yeah, there was really interesting, the kind of tug and tug of war that, you know, Elon really despises being a publicly traded company because you are beholden to the stockholders and the market and the, the regulations of the SEC that's why he loves running SpaceX that much more because it's still privately held. So that was an interesting little yeah. subplot as well. But I mean, the rise of Tesla stock has been just astronomical. And that's just because people are betting on the future. If you look at them from a financial standpoint, you know, it took them, I think, like a decade to turn a profit or they did like one quarter. And then it took them another couple of years to put together two successive quarters of profit. Mm-hmm. They've been doing really well over the last couple of years, but they've only just recently started to uh, reliably, you know, turn a profit. Yeah. So. <laughs> and just recently, like within the last week, this whole like Elon and SEC thing is still going, which yeah. is like, you know, he was slapped on on the wrist for basically when he was like, "I'm gonna take, I'm, I have the votes and I have the, uh, I have the ability to take Tesla private at 420." Of course, just a weed joke. He was literally just yeah. doing it as a weed joke. So like, <laughs> he basically <laughs> almost like they wanted to kick him out of uh, his CEO position uh, because of that and ban him from basically tweeting at all unless a lawyer looked at it. Um, he only yeah. followed that rule for a little bit, and I think he's now in hot hot water again because basically the 
the stock price will change by an by an Elon tweet. So it's like, what how, what's the legal gray area that he operates in? I mean, he could just announce like you know Cybertruck coming out January and like the stock would shoot up. But is that like is that legal to do that? Is that like so? Um, yeah. He doesn't seem like somebody that will. He will never follow the rules. Um, he will only follow them until he figures out a way around it or a loophole to get him out of it. Like that's just, I feel like it's how he operates for better mm-hmm. or worse. Um, it's obviously been for better. I mean, some of the short sellers that are talked about throughout this book that have lost billions of dollars betting against Tesla mm-hmm. are still hoping the, that they cr- it crashes again, but it doesn't seem like it will. I mean, so after reading this, I think the book pretty much ended in late 2021, I think. I don't know exactly when he stopped writing, but what do you see, Babo, as the after reading this book, the future of, of Tesla and, and Elon? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I think at some point it's uh, there's going to be it, the market for it is going to continue to grow as you know gas gets to be more and more expensive, and you got places like California that are you know working toward being an electric car driving state and making gas powered, you know, vehicles illegal. So I think that there's a bright future for them. I think that they've also positioned themselves well in the the battery manufacturing space because the the lithium ion batteries that they make for these cars, like Tesla has basically put that all in-house and has mastered the, the process of that. But even though you know, they brought the cost down significantly. They still, I think the most, the least expensive Tesla is still like 40 grand. Um, and that's still out of reach for a lot of people. And I think it's still kind of like, you know, a higher end, uh, you know, automotive vehicle, and it's going to take some time for it to get into the mainstream, but in a place like California, I mean, they're everywhere. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see the future, how it unfolds. Um, but I think that Tesla has overcome immense obstacles so far and that they, they'll probably be able to continue to do that moving forward. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see if, if Elon ever steps down or, uh, you know, passes the reins off to someone else because, you know, he's doing a hundred different things and, you know, Tesla's kind of his baby, but he didn't start it, but he definitely got it to where it, it is. And so I think, it, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. But I think that there's really a bright future for Tesla. But I, th- I still think it's definitely overvalued as a stock def- for sure. But I, I don't think they're going to collapse or anything anytime soon. But you never know if like a big recession comes and, and revenue dries up. You, you never know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, yeah, it can happen. There's that, and there was like, oh, Tesla was going to go out of business once the the um, subsidies went away because a lot yeah. of their money was like on the the um they were making a lot of money off like selling what was it, the um the cap and trade stuff. They were selling credits, yeah. carbon credits to other companies, making a lot of money right. that way. Um, and then the subsidies, like in, in California, for like the solar, the government was like subsidizing, and the payments were going to to Tesla. So people say, oh, once he kind of gets like off the graft, like grafting off the government there, then he'll yeah. finally come do um, that sort of thing. I know that um, uh, he, 
the the solar roof that they're doing as well the battery packs that go on the homes like i just don't see like a full full scale collapse going because it seems to be like always coming out with another product or something that's just like all in, vertically integrated within the company so these other companies like nikola this other company that does has never produced one car it's valued oh. at like over a billion dollars like yeah you talk about like something that's overvalued there's everyone's trying to compete I even talked about the the volt and the leaf like they try to compete yeah. but they just fell apart like is another competitor going to come in and just like be able to dethrone tesla and it just it seems like you'd have to have an equally cultish figure mm-hmm. to do it like you'd have if like steve jobs is still alive maybe but i don't know the person now that could be as like prominent a person um, and also just be like as vocal and as funny and kind of like on Twitter, like you'd have to have that for today's world. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see like what else he comes out with. I mean, he's got the Neuralink going. Um, I don't know if the boring company is going to make anything like, <laughs> you know, but um, he's only 50. I think he's only 50. I think he's pretty young. So you got, I mean, yeah. you've got a lot of years left at Elon. So I think, um, I think a limitless potential for what's next. Um, I don't think he's going to, you know, in his lifetime colonize Mars just yet, but that's the kind of thinking he has. So yeah, he's definitely shooting for that though. It's no surprise (laughs) that his love life has been a little bit of a roller coaster to say the least. I mean, (laughs) oh yeah. Married the same woman twice. (laughs) Five kids. Did he Grimes? Does he divorce Grimes? They split up. What happened there? I'm not sure. Okay. (laughs) It's like, I feel like as a spouse of his, why, why would you want to get involved in his life? You're not Mm going to be able to keep up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So also he's not like, you know, there's, there's a certain sense of like manicness. That's not, not to be, um, he's not a hero in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways. Like he's not like, you know, he's a visionary, but that comes at a cost of like everyone around him. Yeah. So I think, um, Go ahead. Are we going to say something? You want to no, say? I was just saying like some people kind of think of him as a con man of sorts. And, you know, I don't really see it that way. I mean, these he, he's definitely kind of like over promises and under delivers a lot. But he also continues to kind of push the limits of what people think is possible. And, you know, kind of launching rockets into space, putting the roadster on one of those rockets. <laughs> it's like... You know, maybe he will colonize Mars. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but that's people think if anyone can do it, it would be him. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's that's why the stock is so high. People believe in it. Um, yeah. But I'll, I actually, I'll give this. You know, I give this an eight point five out of ten. I think it was like I think it was really good. I, it it was an interesting story. There's the side stories that were going on, and and just the um, the way that it was laid out really felt like a um, you know, this could be like a documentary they could make about it. It's like a really good story yeah. about we're living in it right now. And it's, you know, maybe another 10 years, they'll write another book and we'll be like, man, remember power play with that was crazy. Like another 10 years, like this is going to be such a crazy story um, to see what, you know, what happens in the next 10 years. I would say 8.8.5, not, not the greatest book, but definitely like one of the higher rated bros books. Um, what do you say, Bobo? Yeah, I'll give it a 87.5%. I thought it was a, a 
a great piece of narrative journalism that really kind of uh, weaved the story together from beginning to present day about Tesla. And it was definitely about Tesla, but also about Elon Musk. You know, you don't have one without the other, really. But uh, but yeah, I think I think they did a Mr. Higgins did a great job of weaving the story together and kind of taking us through the manic process and you know the ups and downs the highs and lows and through you know the central characters uh, you know i learned a lot of things about the company that i was not really aware of as or i was only dimly aware of and to kind of see that from the inside out in a lot of ways from uh, you know the an investigative journalist it was mm-hmm. uh, really really riveting and eye-opening and really kind of makes you wonder how Tesla got to be where it is today, but I think you wouldn't have that without Mr. Musk. Yeah, you really wouldn't. He's he's the he's like the the patriarch of that of that Tesla family. And uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to what he does next. Um, just some other housekeeping things. Um, uh, Spotify, we continue to grow there. Um, seven new unique followers, but. 357 new unique listeners. So we've had 2000 unique listeners, which is great because that's obviously meaning like they're prioritizing uh, reading and their podcast. Let's hope Neil Young doesn't get mad at us. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, we, we are a target for that. I mean, we're so big now. Um, bros are continuing to, continuing to trend on a global scale. Um, Frankfurt, Germany is, uh, the second week in a row, second month in a row that we've been, um, targeted for their listeners, Moscow. So get into Asia, the Asia market and, uh, Columbus, Ohio. So really, really just, I mean, universal appeal is how I see it around the world. <laughs> I mean, North Korea hasn't been a place that we've really trended yet, even though we did a book on, on yeah. the Marshall. Kim Jong. So, you know, we'll get there. Um, so I believe, I believe it is Bob. I don't know, Bob, or is it your book that I, was it your turn, but I picked it. I forgot what we did. I but. think that's what we did. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah. You can pick the next one. Okay. Okay. Um, any last words for the bros family? Thank you for listening. Enjoyed discussing power play today. It's a great book. Highly recommend it. Yes. Well, um, I am your host, John Slade, alongside my considerate Babo, and we will talk to you guys in a month.